There's a Swedish author by the name of Frederick Haren who has written a book called The Idea Book. The Idea Book is a simple book. It's a, a book that has it's, it filled, one page has inspirational quotes, uh, ideas, suggested activities, and then it'll be followed by two or three pages that are blank. Two or three blank pages follow. And then there are some more inspirational quotes and ideas and suggested activities, and then two or three more blank pages. Those blank pages are for the reader's own application and implementation of the quotes and ideas and suggested activities. And, and this book w- w- was written and designed to generate uh, uh, action and to generate uh, growth on the part of the readers of the book. That book is a lot like your life. That book is a lot like my life. Blank pages. Your life has blank pages. My life has blank pages. Now, if you're young, if you're a youth or a young adult, you, you probably have a lot of blank pages to fill. If you're a senior adult or an older adult, you have less blank pages to fill. But we all have some blank pages to fill. So the the question is, what will you write? What will you do with your blank pages, whether you are young, whether you are middle-aged, whether you're a senior citizen? What will you do with those blank pages? What inspirational quotes, ideas, or suggested activities will you engage in? I recommend the Proverbs. And today, is our, is our, as we continue our summer series on the book of Proverbs, some are wise, some are not, with blank pages. The book of Proverbs is filled with wisdom, filled with practical Uh, guidance and advice for filling our blank pages wisely. Proverbs 16.4, listen to these these Proverbs. First of all, Proverbs 16.4. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes even the wicked, for a day of disaster. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. Proverbs 16.1, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Proverbs 16.9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Proverbs 19.21, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes. Everything that has been created on the earth is for the Lord's purposes. Everyone who has been created on this earth is for the Lord's purposes. That includes you. Your life has purpose. Your life has blank pages to be filled purposefully 
and intentionally. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes. And the key to knowing and recognizing God's purpose for our lives, the key to to writing and filling in those blank pages effectively, productively, and wisely is to know our creator, is to acknowledge and, and seek God. God has made everything for his own purposes, and so we find our purpose in God. The most important seat in a car is the driver's seat. The most important seat in, a, in an airplane is the pilot's seat. The most important seat in a ship is the captain's seat, the captain's chair. Why? Because the, the driver, the pilot, the captain determines the direction of the vessel that it is directing. Who is in your driver's seat? This morning, who is in your pilot's seat? Who is in your captain's chair? When God is in the driver's seat of our lives, then when, when, when God is the one that is de- determining the direction of our lives, then we begin to understand our purpose, the purpose that he has for our lives when we surrender the steering wheel of our life to God, then we begin to understand who we are and why God has made us. We begin to understand his purpose. And his purpose is always the best. His purpose is always the way to a a life of meaning, purpose, joy, and significance. And so will you choose today and tomorrow and the next day to put God in the driver's seat of your life? Because the Lord has made everything for his own purposes. Let's go back to these Proverbs again, these wise sayings. Proverbs 16.1. We can make our own plans but the Lord gives the right answer. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. What that script, those scriptures, those proverbs are telling me is that we can make our plans. Three times it says you can make plans, we can make plans, and we are to make plans. And it, it, and it says here that, that it affirms that we are to make plans. Actually, when we put God in the driver's seat of our lives, when we put God in the pilot's seat in the captain's chair of our lives, then we can plan. Then we can plan because he will guide us, lead us, and direct us. God wants us to make plans. God doesn't want us to just sit idly by wondering and questioning. When we put him in the driver's seat of our life, then we can boldly and confidently plan knowing God is directing us. So what plans are you making for your life? For your family? For your career? For your church? 
or community involvement? What plans? What plans are you making to fill the remaining blank pages of your life? God has given us a mind. God has given us a heart with desires and dreams. And God has given us a will to choose. So it is biblical to plan and set goals. It's biblical to plan and set goals. It's part of our spiritual commitment. It's part of the stewardship of the life that God has given us to plan, set goals. Noah had a plan to build an ark before the rains came. Uh, Moses had a plan to get the people out of Egypt. Joshua had a plan to get the people into the promised land. David had a plan to build God a temple in Jerusalem. And Nehemiah had a plan to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. So what are your God-prompted, God-inspired, God-wired plans and purposes for your life? The college football season is less than a month away, and I'm excited about the Badgers, seeing the new uh, Badger team, what that's going to be like. Some of you know the name Lou Holtz, one of the great football, college football coaches, and he won a national championship with Notre Dame. I read this past week that he established 107 goals for his life, goals from uh, a dinner at the White House which he got when he won the national championship with Notre Dame, dinner at the White House, uh, to skydiving. We might call it our bucket list. And he accomplished all 107 goals. Lou Holtz said, if you will set goals and follow through on them, you will transform yourself from one of life's spectators into a real participant. Don't be a spectator. Set goals, follow through on them, engage in life, fill the blank page that is today. Every day is a blank page. And then fill the blank page for tomorrow. The reason why it is important to set goals is this. The goal prompts the plan. And the plan prompts the action. The goal, the idea, prompts the plan. And the plan prompts the action. The action achieves the results. And the result brings joy and satisfaction. The, the, the goal prompts the plan. The plan prompts the action. The action achieves the results, and the result brings the joy and satisfaction. So what are your goals? Financial goals, physical goals, family goals, spiritual goals, church and community involvement goals, career goals. When's the last time you set a goal? When's the last time you... You moved a goal from your head to your hand. 
and wrote it down or typed it out? When's the last time you set a goal and wrote it down, typed it out, the chances for, for accomplishing that goal increase significantly just by writing it down, typing it out, <laughs> moving from head to heart. When's the last time you put something on your bucket list? Or maybe your bucket is leaking. As you said, goals, here are four questions to ask. Four questions to ask, especially for those of us who have made a decision and, and given our heart and life to Jesus Christ. Number one, will it move me toward a stronger and more dependent relationship with Jesus? And by the way, these questions and these, this, these, some of these comments are on your outline today, on your bulletin, if you want to fill in the, the words and have these questions take home with you or these steps. Will it move me toward a stronger and more dependent relationship with Jesus? Number two, uh, important question to ask ourselves, will it bless others or make a difference in the world? Will it bless others or make a difference in the world? Number three, would I violate a spiritual principle to achieve that goal? Like dishonesty or greed. Will I violate a spiritual principle to achieve that goal? And number four, will it help fulfill God's purpose for my life? Will it help fulfill God's purpose for my life? Will it fill, help fill my blank pages uh, effectively, productively, and wisely? And of course, God wants us to have some just uh, fun, uh, in, enjoyable goals uh, uh, that might not contribute toward uh, the betterment of society, but will contribute to a better, better us so we can be more available to God for society. A good goal is Sam. Uh, now, not Sam, the camera operator up there this morning, like Sam Carpenter, but Sam with two M's, S-A-M-M. A good goal is Sam. Some of you have heard of, uh, and have followed the SMART goals plan. That's a good plan also, SMART, S-M-A-R-T. Let's go with Sam this morning. Sam, S stands for specific. Be specific when you write something down. Somebody once said, I always wanted to be somebody, but I guess I should have been more specific. A stands for achievable. Achievable. Not easily achievable. A good goal should have a little stretch to it but achievable. M stands for measurable. You should be able to know if you've accomplished the goal at the end. And measurable along the way, milestones along the way, measured along the way to, to see if you're on track <laughs> to, to, toward the goal. And then the second M is meaningful. Meaningful or motivating. Is it meaningful? Is it motivating? This answers the why question. Why do I want to accomplish this? Answers the why question. Is it meaningful? Is it motivating? Some of you are, are in the midst of a goal this summer. You have a goal of reading the book of Proverbs three times or the, or the goal of reading the book of Proverbs through once. So that was your goal, very specific. That's been sort of the summer challenge is to read through the book of Proverbs three times or one time, very specific. Is it achievable? Yes. To read through it three times, once in June, once in July, and once in August is a stretch. It's a little bit of a stretch but it's achievable. 
Is it measurable? Yes, very measurable. You'll know if you get to the end of Proverbs that you read the whole book of Proverbs. We made it easy to be measurable with this blue card because on this blue card you can check when you read Proverbs 1, check when you read Proverbs 2, and write on down the line. And uh, if you didn't get a blue card yet, we're in the month of August. There are 31 chapters of Proverbs, 31 days in August. Pick up a blue card at the Information Welcome Center afterward and make your goal reading the book of Proverbs yet this summer uh, measurable. And is it motivating? Is it meaningful? Uh, yes. It's motivating to become wiser, to be a wiser person. That's motivating to me. Is it meaningful? Yes. Is it meaningful to read the amazing truths of God's word and let them transform our lives? Yes. To be a per- better person today than we were yesterday through the wisdom of Proverbs? Yes. Very meaningful, motivating, and God-honoring. So, when's the last time you set a goal? My encouragement today is put God in the driver's seat of your life. Put God today in the pilot's seat, in the captain's chair, and then boldly and confidently set goals. Now, let me just take a time out right now because I know, my guess is at least, I don't know this because I'm not in your head, but my guess is some of you have discounted everything I've already said this morning. You've kind of discounted it. Why have you discounted it? Well, some of you are discounting it because you've been there, done that, tried that, and failed. <laughs> right? You wrote down some goals, you established some goals, and you failed miserably, and so why should I try again? And maybe you tried a second time, a third time, a fourth time, you tried again. Well, let me just give you some encouragement this morning. Don't let your past dictate your present. Don't let yesterday dictate today. Um, was it Sam? Was your goals specific, achievable, measurable, and motivating? Some of you are discounting everything I've said this morning because you're a senior adult. You're older in life, and that was for another time in life, Right? And so you're wondering, what, what goals do I have to set now? And I'm just thankful to get up in the morning, right? So, so you might be discounting everything I, I, I've said because you're senior and you're like, you know, that was for another time. But God is not finished with you yet. If you're still breathing, God is not finished with you yet. Uh, you're never too old to dream. You're never too old to set goals. There are still some blank pages yet left in your life. Uh, Colonel Sanders discovered finger-licking good chicken at 70. Ray Kroc introduced the Big Mac at 70. Picasso was still painting at the age of 88. Thomas Edison invented the mimeograph machine at the age of 85. Caleb in the Old Testament at the age of 85 said, I want that mountain. And Gene Lumley at the age of 104 worships with us every Sunday. (laughs) Gene Lumley, Lynn Emmerich's mother, Jim Emmerich's mother-in-law, 104 years old, bless you, Gene, worships with us every Sunday at 104 years old. Jean's still got purpose in her life. 
That's amazing. And I was thinking about you this week, Gene. If your only purpose is the inspiration you provide me every Sunday, then that's enough. Because she provides me such inspiration, not only here as she sits in the front row, but out in the narthex, we get a big hug from Gene. And the smile and the inspiration of her life. If that's your, your, I know that's not your only purpose. You have a purpose for your family. But that's uh, a blessing. So, never too old. How are you going to fill the blank pages of your life? Uh, if you've tried and failed, don't quit. Don't let your past dictate your present. Don't let yesterday dictate today. If you feel like you're too, too old, you're not too old. God's not finished with you yet. How do you fill the blank pages? It was January of the year 2000, and I wrote down a goal of going with my family on an international mission trip. This was 23 years ago. I had been to Ecuador on a mission trip and to India, and I was planning on going on a trip to Japan that year, 2000, in the year 2000, my third international trip. And I wrote down a goal of, of my family going with me on an international mission trip before the kids were out of school, out of middle school and high school, and off to college or off to life. They were at that time eight, seven, and four years old. And I, uh, so I knew it was time, time sensitive. I didn't have forever. I had like eight to 10 years to pull it off. I knew it was gonna be costly to take our whole family on a mission trip. And so I put $50 aside every month. I began in January of 2000, I put a $50 bill in an envelope. Now in that envelope I marked January 2050. And then in February I put a $50 bill in that envelope, February 50, March 50. And I put it in that envelope and put it in a drawer downstairs in our basement. And I know it's not much, $50, but I, and I didn't know when it was going to happen. In the year 2008, our church took our first mission trip to Belize. Uh, I know Alvin and Christy were on that trip, that first trip. Many of you have been on trips since then. And, I, and I, the light bulb went on. This, this is the mission trip for my family. Karis was going to graduate in 2010. That was 2008. So, so the window was closing fast. And so one more year of $50 a month in the envelope. And by the way, in case you're wondering, every once in a while I would take that money to the bank so there wasn't a lot of cash down in that envelope in case we had a house fire burning all that cash, you know, under your mattress. Well, this is in a, in a drop file drawer. One more year. Nine years, do the math, that's 108 months. 108 months, $50 a month. And in January of 2009, the five of us boarded a plane with 16 others from Asbury to go to Belize on, a, on an international mission trip. That international mission trip was so impactful for our family, our son Connor went like seven more times over the next 14 years. 
Caleb went several more times. Wendy went a couple more times. Kara spent a summer in Belize. And I'm so grateful for January of 2000 that I wrote it down, put $50 in an envelope, and saw that dream come true. You have some blank pages yet to be filled. None of us knows how many blank pages we have yet to be filled, but we all have some. What will you write? What will you do with your blank pages? What dreams do you have? What goals will you set? Be wise. Receive the wisdom of Proverbs. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes. So put God, who's made everything, including you, for his own purposes in the driver's seat of your life. Pilot seat, captain's chair. And then boldly and confidently fill those blank pages. Let's pray. Lord God, I pray that you would prompt us, give us ideas and thoughts even now about things you'd want us to write down, goals that you'd want us to establish, dreams in our hearts that maybe are dormant, but you want to bring them back to life again, or dreams in our hearts that you want us just to freely let go and surrender and pursue new dreams, new goals. I pray that you would help us, Lord, to follow through, to, be, to practice, to be very practical about these Proverbs message today. Make it relevant and real for each of our lives as we respond, as we put you in charge of our life, and then trusting you as we write, and as we live, and as we fill our blank pages. In Jesus' name, amen.